welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank and Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank and Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Listeners, welcome back to Enterprising Podcast. Wonderful to have you here. And it's wonderful to have my old pal, Jason Terry, here in the house. Jason, welcome to Enterprising Podcast. So happy to have you. I want to tell our listeners that Jason Terry is the principal of Blue Gurus, where he helps companies and organizations to tell their stories through blogging, website development, and LinkedIn training. So glad you're here, Jason. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, I want to start by having you tell our listeners about Blue Gurus and what inspires you to do the work that you do. I love that question. I get to tell it a lot because a lot of people ask the question, why the name Blue Gurus? And my previous work shirt was purple and it was hard to find triple XL tall shirts in purple. So blue is my favorite color. So that was going to be part of the name. And at the time, I started Blue Gurus in 2009. And at the time, Gurus had more of a helpful, like, mentor kind of thing to it. Now it's been kind of abused a little bit. and It's been co-opted. Yeah, It's been co-opted, but <laughs> Blue Gurus, it rhymes. There's all these things and it makes people like, what is Blue Gurus? I think I've heard of that and all that kind of stuff. So that's the reason behind the name. And the reason behind the company is that rolling back, I have an IT background. So I have a computer engineering degree. And so I've been a programmer and all this stuff for 15 years of my professional career. And I was part owner in a IT managed services company here in town for eight years and took over sales for the last 24 months, basically 18 months. I'd never sold before really in my life. I really didn't even like the idea of salesperson and that pushy idea that came with that. And so I took over the sales department for the company and doubled the revenue in about 18 months. That's amazing. <laughs> but it's not, I promise, it's it's not a brag thing. This, this Honest, is not a humble so brag. Crazy. This is like, a, it is not is a like, humble I can't brag. believe and it the myself. <laughs> right? And the, the encouraging thing I try to talk to people about is, look, all I did is I did what I said I was going to do. I was honest with people. I made the process fun and interesting. I wasn't pushy about it. And it just worked because people, especially in the world of IT, which is not a sexy thing, right? It's like, oh, we finally have the mechanic we can trust right? That this, this guy's going to tell us how it needs to be. Totally get that. And, and the thing is, I mean, I know you, so, you know, it's easy for me to say, but you have, you're authentic. You have a personality that sort of brings people in and even like kind of back to the name, it just makes people smile and it, it sort of, it gets the conversation going. So that makes complete sense that you were able to dig in and, and get people to participate. So I did that for eight years and primarily focused on the small to medium-sized business market. So I had lots of relationship with lots of companies. And that makes it easier when you're starting a business because you already have kind of a customer base installed. I switched from IT services to marketing-related stuff because what I learned during that 18 months was it's all about two things. It's all about who you know, and it's all about staying top of mind with those people. And it's still true today. I've been doing this for 14 years I walk into tons of companies and they say 80 to 90% of our business is either repeat business or referrals from existing customers. And then my follow-up to that is, well, how are you doing on LinkedIn? 
because that is your professional tie to all those people that are your best referral sources. And how are you staying top of mind with them? And almost always it's cricket, cricket. And it's a Mm. huge missed opportunity. Yeah. So I had success in those 18 months. I was blogging before anybody, like it wasn't even a WordPress website. It was Google's Blogspot or Hubs, I don't know, Blogspot, something like that. So I was using LinkedIn. 25% of of the city, of the Kansas City Metro was on LinkedIn. So not everybody was there. And I was telling my stories every week of what we were working on, what we were trying to do way before this whole content marketing thing started to happen. And it's been an uphill battle the first four years to get companies to understand, look, they want to know what you're doing and they want to work with companies that they like to associate with, that have good products and services, give back to the community, all this stuff. Why are you not telling your story so people can hear it? So that's why I started Blue Gears was to help companies with their marketing message specifically focused on storytelling and LinkedIn. I love that. Okay. Well, so so that kind of leads right into the next thing I want to talk to you about. And it's a, it's generically, it's how do you actively manage your network? I'd love for you to couch it in terms of LinkedIn because you and I have discussed this before, but one of the things that I, I always tell clients, especially when I'm talking about networking and how to sort of maintain a professional disposition, as I say, if you're going to do any social media at all, please, please, please do LinkedIn and, and be active, be a participant. So talk a little bit about how you, again, how you actively manage your network, but wrapped in the shroud of LinkedIn and why that's an important tool for professionals today. So I remember the days many people listening to your podcast will remember the days when we were going to chamber events, luncheons, different group meetings on a weekly or monthly basis for networking, coffees, all the stuff. And it's a lot of work. And the reality is, if you're trying to stay top of mind with that network you have that you're always fostering and growing, it's really hard work to keep that pace up. And then along comes social media, which allows you to connect to those people and now stay more top of mind with a simple update You can potentially hit hundreds of people in your network by telling them a story with a LinkedIn status update. So I noticed within a period of months how much more traction I was getting and how many more referrals I was getting back to the IT managed services world because of my use of LinkedIn. I was staying top of mind. So what I do for today, here it is 2022. I am, it's built into my DNA. I meet somebody for coffee or whatever. I get introduced to somebody probably once a week is my goal now. I have a fairly established network here in Kansas City, but you never know everybody. So you always want to meet good people. So I still make it an effort to go weekly to meet somebody for coffee or a happy hour or whatever that is. Immediately after that, usually in the parking lot, I'm using the LinkedIn mobile app to send them a connection request and I customize the message. I don't ever send the canned message. That's one of the things I teach Good. companies. Yay, bravo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, and people are like, why should it matter? Well, it really matters. That's one of the things to dig in, but I don't want to spend 15 minutes about some of these things, but always customize the message. And then after that, because I've done that, my most focused effort, because I'm like many people, I've got lots of things to do. I'm delivering service to clients. I'm doing the books, all these other things. I don't have hours and hours to play around with social media. But once you've invited this group of people and you continue to invite these people over the months and years, you now have this potentially captive audience where you can then do a status update, let's say on LinkedIn. And if they log into LinkedIn the next time, they'll see that instead of six months between chamber events that you saw that person and met them. And we all have the stack of dusty business cards. And then you don't talk to that person. 
Now you can potentially keep them top of mind by saying, hey, here's what's going on in my business. Talk about three different buckets about what's going on with clients, what's going on in the in the industry of marketing, what's going on in the community in terms of giving back, those kinds of stories that I tell. We'll talk about content more on this call, I'm sure. But by doing that, I now am keeping top of mind with those people. And I cannot tell you myself, because I eat my own cooking and blue gears, but my clients, I cannot tell you how many times Somebody's connected with somebody on LinkedIn. They are part of this content messaging thing that happens now. And six months, a year later, somebody comes out of the woodwork and says, hey, I know somebody that needs help with LinkedIn or you, you want me to do an introduction for you. And I haven't talked to them literally in a year, but there's, they feel like they know me and they're talking to me all the time because they see these status updates for me on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I talk to people about that all the time and with, with, with the advent of social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Insta, whatever it is, I do think that people get a sense that they have kept up with friends from afar, even though they haven't. And what I love about the LinkedIn component of that is that you really can maintain it on a professional basis. They know what's going on with you. They know what your challenges are. They know what you're excited about. They know what your successes have been, you know, they know potentially how you can help them and how they can help you. And, and it's all again, sort of couched in that, uh, that good professional quality conversation. So I think that's so cool. And the fact that you're staying so active on LinkedIn allows people to, to connect with you in a way that feels very personal, even if you haven't touched base base with them in six months, a year, two years. I mean, I, I I talk about the before time and the after time when it relates to COVID. So, I mean, even that, I think LinkedIn is sort of a savior in terms of having kept us connected to people, even when we had to be isolated. Absolutely. So, so I want to, I want to dig in a little bit more. I want to circle back to, you know, a different kind of digital media, and that is blogging. And you are the professional. I have to tell our listeners that I am a very longtime subscriber to the Blue Gurus blog. I want to know from you, if you would, where do you come up with your topics, which by the way, I have always found innovative, timely, relevant, all the, all the right stuff. And I want to understand from you, how do you decide what types of information you're going to share with your community? Because you chalk it full of good, useful information that frankly is free to your readers and, and super, super helpful. I appreciate that. And thank you for being a long time, long time subscriber for sure. I think it starts out with the motivation. You have to ask yourself the question, what's the point of the stories that we're going to tell? What's in it for the customer, the audience, your vendors, your peers, whatever. For me, it's oh, I learned this from my grandfather. You take care of business with your heart and your hands with the relationships around you. That has been a life thing for me. So when I was starting this whole storytelling thing, it's always been about educating people. You mentioned the pandemic. One of the things that Gina Stolke at Kent Brothers challenged me with was, hey, we want to get into video. You should be doing video. <laughs> so, of course, I started a YouTube channel and I've done a YouTube video pretty much every week for the last two years now. And a lot of the things that we're talking about today are in videos that are three to five minutes that teach you how to do everything that, you know, a lot of the things that I do in my training and other things like that. So the way I come up with that content, knowing that the heart is to help, and because here's what happens. Once people understand that you're giving them a ton of value, they feel like, oh, this guy could come in and give us focused stuff and get us off the ground running right now. I don't give every single thing away in my content, but I give a lot of it away in little bits and pieces. 
And so here's the way I come up with it. And this is, I tell everybody, this is the easiest way because this is the number one thing that people struggle with in social media is how do we come up with content? Quick aside, the mistake that a lot of companies make that I see is they will either outsource to ghostwriters or they'll buy industry standard content and it's not about their people, it's not about their company, and it's a huge disconnect. There's some place for some of that. I'm not saying all of that's bad, but the most valuable stuff, people want to do business with people that they like. You know, Mick and I always have said that. And so Mick Johnson used to work with me for nine years until he's with his wife's business now. But the point is, is that people want to work with people that they like. And so the way you influence people is by t- staying top of mind, giving them value, being and being fun while you're doing that, right? So here are the two simple things that I do. I always, when every time I sit down each week to come up with a YouTube video, well, first of all, I keep a Google Drive document with ideas. So I have primed my brain when I hear a nugget of truth out in the community or at a client or whatever, I'm very quick to, oh, that's a good story title or that's a good article title or that's a good video idea. And I will throw that into that Google Drive of just ideas for the future. That's a, a a discipline you have to kind of develop when you're going to start telling these stories. You also have to be disciplined to get your camera out and take photos of stuff or you have no pictures to capture any of this. But the simple answer is I sit down at my desk and I look at my calendar for the last week, maybe two, and I look through all the stuff that was going on. And then I, if that hasn't generated an idea, because I might think about, oh, I was at that blogging client. Oh, and they talked about Father's Club that month. And I totally need to do that on my stuff with my social media because I do the website and blogging with Father's Club here in town. They're not for profit. And so that's one of the ways is looking at the calendar. People miss that all the time. Oh, my life's boring. I'm not doing anything interesting. I challenge you because every time I've sat down with somebody and looked at their calendar with them, I'm like, what's that about? And they tell me there's three stories that come out of that one thing that happened on their calendar. I'm like, come on, you just have to understand how to turn this into a story, right? The other thing I tell people is, hey, get your phone out and look through your photo gallery for the last two weeks. Ah, great idea. Inevitably. Oh my gosh. Inevitably. Like I could do it right now and there's going to be maybe a bottle of bourbon that I shared with a peer group or, you know, there's a whole bunch of things, a funny dinner and there was something funny that I could tie it to the business that happened at the dinner place or whatever. There's all these ideas that come out of the photos of your life because I believe the story you're telling should be your authentic story about you. Again, if people want to do business with people they like, they want to hear what's going on in your life. That's the whole social media part of it, right? But you can always tie it. You can always tie it to the business. You can always tie it back to the business. I've done blogs and videos on scuba diving trips and talking about leadership and you have to all depend on each other to be safe when you're scuba diving, whatever. There's always a way to tell a story. And so the calendar and the photo gallery are such great ways. Just just one person. Imagine if you have a blog team internally at your company and you have five people that are doing that on their calendar and their photo gallery. Ideas are coming faster than you can even get them out there. I love it. Well, you know, I have to say that I've got a, a big writing deadline coming up and I need a bunch of content ideas. So you just... I. You just helped me. I really appreciate that. Just the, I love the idea about going back to your calendar the last week or two, and then that idea of uh, combing through just the photos you've taken in the last week. So, so cool. Great, great idea. I want to ask you a, a slightly different question. You know, I know that you are motivated by a call to serve. And I mean, even in our conversation today, you've, you've referenced the service mentality a few times. With that as the backdrop, When it comes to relationship building, what are some ways that you seek to achieve mutual benefit from your professional interactions? 
So people ask me this a lot, especially when they're coming into this, the KC Metro market and they're trying to break in and, and get to know people and get to know companies and groups and all that stuff. They're like, how do I go about doing this? And I'm not sure everybody likes my answer, but it's worked for me and it's worked for a lot of the people I've taught about this stuff. I lead with a couple of things. First of all, I lead with the relationship matters more than a check or expectations of business happening. So when I sit down in terms of the mutual, I look at a, a new meeting, like a coffee meeting, as an opportunity to offer them free consulting. So I kind of have that background with IT and marketing. So I'm kind of like the guy, the big guy that owns a truck that you want to have come over and help you move, right? It's that kind of a resource. So I can sit down with pretty much anybody in business and teach them something about, you know, what's the thing that's taking them the most time on their computer or what's they, what are they struggling with on LinkedIn or whatever. And I look at that time to give them a lot of ideas and value in that initial meeting. And then because of that, because of that investment, in, and it's an honest genuine care. I, I think people are fascinating. And I just, I mean, of course I've met with people that are all about themselves and take the whole time to talk about themselves. And I just don't spend a lot of energy on those people. But most of the time, the people that I'm meeting with or got referred to meet with are great people that have very interesting backgrounds. So I'm starting with that. This is a long-term play. I am looking at all of these relationships, including the ones that happen in October of 2022 as a potential 10 to 15 to 20 year relationship. And if that's the idea, I, I start slow. It's like, let's invest in, in some time and energy on your background and who you are and what makes you tick and some of my story too, and let's figure that out. And I, I know for a fact that what happens after that first meeting with somebody in terms of mutual benefit, a lot of people are like, oh, refer me, who can you refer me to? Who can you refer me to? And there's lots of answers to that. Don't ask me that. Just go look at my LinkedIn account and who I'm connected to and tell me the one company you want me to refer you to and why, and we'll have a conversation about that. Love that. It shifts the focus on them. They've got to do a little legwork and they've got to come up with the reasoning behind it. And that makes me comfortable to do more of an introduction, if that makes sense after the conversation. Of Instead course. of just pick yeah. your brain and tell me the top three companies you want you want to just refer to me, even though you just met me. That doesn't make right. any sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Right. And, I, I, and the idea of that, I mean... Sometimes we have to do a little heavy lifting. And what you're describing is, you know, if it, just do this one little thing and then I will, I will sort of open, you know, open this opportunity for you. So I think that that is a wonderful idea. Wonderful idea. Speaking of great people, what I'd love to know from you is tell me about one person or one interaction that resulted in a breakthrough for you, either personally or professionally. I thought about this. A little bit. We had talked about a couple of topics we might talk about. And so this was one of the ones that I kind of was noodling a little bit. And there's a lot of people that have had a huge impact on my professional career here in Kansas City for the last 25 years. But the one that just kind of bubbled to the top was Jason Moxness. And a lot of people know Jason Moxness. The story starts with my attorney at the time, Mike Jones. He's been the attorney for Blue Goose forever. Uh, Mike Jones introduced me to Jason Moxness because he was needing help with a website. And this was like 14 years ago. And I had just started the company. And so I didn't even have an office space, which I still don't. I still work out of my house because I'm at the clients 99% of the time. I'm on, on site at my clients most of the time. So we, we did this website project together. And fast forward the story, it turned into joining a peer advisory group together, which still meets to this day. That turned into, at the time, he was reporting to Pam Burniking at Altera Bank, and they became a blogging client of uh, and LinkedIn training client of ours for years. He became the market president for Core Bank and became a blogging client, LinkedIn training client for years. 
And again, we're in that peer advisory group. We go to the lake together, the peer advisory group guys. We moved, Trista, my wife and I moved into this neighborhood, Parkhurst, which right by Shawnee Mission Park. Jason and his wife Paige happened to live in Parkhurst. So, I, you know, the story I love to tell is, I trust these people with my wife and my checkbook, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the funny that's the kind of the litmus test so of how your, much your how much wife, you trust somebody. Uh, your wife and your life, basically, right? That's right, my wife and my life. And Jason absolutely hits on all cylinders for that. You know, we share stories, we share life. He's a stretcher bearer for me, and I am for him as well. We share faith, we share lots of things, and so he he was an easy one to just bring out and talk about. But I think it's interesting if you think about this twenty five minutes that we've been talking, you're hearing from me. It's all about true investment in authentic relationship. And I've got three different peer advisor groups that I either manage or I'm a part of that I've been pouring into for years. And these are people that'll be with me till the end. And that group, it's interesting. I asked myself the question probably seven years ago, where is all of my business coming from? I was just curious because it came up with some other clients, like how are they getting their business? And I was kind of surprised to realize that more than 50% of the business for Blue Gurus was coming out of either the companies in my peer advisory groups because of that long-term trusted relationship stuff or referrals from those companies in my peer advisory groups that were not asked for. So it's never been a pushy, hey, give me five referrals a month or any of that kind of stuff. Let's throw business cards at each other. It's, I trust Jason Terry. I know he knows what he's doing. These people need help with LinkedIn training. I'm going to refer him and he'll take good care of them and they'll be happy and everybody's happy. So that's been interesting to me is that when you invest in the relationships, the referrals just happen. Yeah. Well, and you're even, I mean, just listening to the relationship that you've built with Jason Moxness, is, it's just really beautiful. And I, I knew that about you, that, that the two of you were close and and that you can sort of trace back the evolution of the relationship and how close you've become and that it really is in every facet of your life. I think that's just, it's really lovely. It's a, it's a wonderful way to think about building a life. Literally. So I, th- I think that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Just kind of a, a fun twist on the question now. And that is if you could meet with anyone, one person for a cup of coffee, I don't care if they're living, not living, fictional or non-fictional, who would it be and why? So I hadn't thought about that one. It'd be Gary Vaynerchuk. I have a quick oh, answer. Oh, love it. <laughs> yeah. So so the the, the wine guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, or the, the, yeah. the video guy? I mean, which guy are we talking the about? The video social media guy <laughs> that's very mouthy and very, very, uh, lots of F-bombs and all that stuff. But yeah. I'll tell you what, hysterical. all these years... There are so many, I mean, it's, I don't know if there's anything he said about social media relationships, staying ahead of things and putting in the work. I don't know if there's anything he said that I don't completely agree with him on. I just, I love, I love his energy. I love the, how far ahead of the curve he's always been and continues to be and how honest he is about, you don't just get the corner office after working at a company for 18 months, right? You got to put in the work and get the experience and all these things. And so, yeah, I would love to sit down and just ask him, because I've heard so much of his stuff. I think the questions that I would want to talk to him about are, what does he think the next 10 years? Well, and what is he going to do in retirement? Like, I what, can't what even imagine that? a retiree, so, Gary Vaynerchuk. I, I that would know. be like the is next he, evolution. I can't even imagine. And right? he'll have some crazy answer that's going to be amazing, <laughs> right? That's why I want to, you know, because he's going to buy the sports team. I can't, is it the Seahawks? I can't even remember. He's going to buy a sports team and then he's going to retire and all this stuff. And I'd just, I'd love to sit and talk to him for 15 minutes about some of that stuff. Super, super fun. So what's currently on your nightstand? 
Well, I've got a book that a client gave me that I'm reading. I love that question and I'm going to switch it on you. So I think what anybody listening to this podcast, if they ask themselves that question, what's on your nightstand, that should be something that you're including in your professional headline on LinkedIn. So if you happen to go to my great idea. (laughs) So if you happen to go to my LinkedIn account, linkedin.com slash in slash Jason Terry, you'll see that I've got two to three business things first, you know, professional storyteller, you know, principal of Blue Gears, whatever. But then you'll see Lego investor, you'll see scuba diver. I've been scuba diving for over 20 years. And you'll see kind of musician, because I don't lead with, I never talk about religion or politics on social media. I happen to be a worship leader at my church, and I I lead the congregation by singing and playing guitar once a month. A lot of people don't know that about me, because I never lead with that. That'll come up once I get to know people, and the whole faith thing, it's off-putting to half the people. So that's just one of the things that's important in my life. So the answer to the nightstand story is... Whatever you're going to say there should be in your professional headline on LinkedIn because that shows up in search results. It's one of the first things that people see about you, and it's the opportunity to start a conversation and start building that relationship before you've ever even met them. Okay, so so I have to tell you, you know, best answer to what's on your nightstand question ever. So thank you. That was great. <laughs> Jason Terry, so delighted to have you on this podcast. Tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and more about Blue Gurus. Well, you can go to bluegurus.com. All of the stories and the links to all my videos are all on my website. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you just go into YouTube and search for Blue and then Gurus, G-U-R-U-S, you'll see my channel and you can subscribe and get my weekly content. Loved having you on. Great to see you, Jason. Thanks for being on Enterprising. Thanks, Alana. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.